0: Today we are continuing our conversation about spiritual warfare and the spiritual battle with Father John Mary Bolin of the Diocese of Tyler. We talk specifically about what are the spiritual practices and disciplines that we can engage in as Catholic families. If you have a child or a loved one who has fallen away from the church, I think that this conversation will offer a lot of hope and encouragement. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to Life Beyond the Chariot, a faith and family series from the St. Philip Institute. We believe we are called to not only know but also to live the truth of the gospel within our homes, in our workplaces, and beyond. We believe we are invited to encounter Christ in the messiness of day-to-day life and to live as his disciples. Welcome back. We're in our part two conversation with Father Bolin from the Diocese of Tyler, Gunbarrel City, St. Jude Parish, um, and we are continuing the conversation about the spiritual battle, spiritual warfare, and it's really appropriate because we're in the year of baptism, and uh, as we talked about in the beginning of the last episode, an exorcism takes place, and Father Bolin it was kind of heavy, but he talked about Hello. how we want to remove that, um, what is it, the the, the the foothold that Satan, or, or the...
1: Well, come on, let's, let's do, let's, just, do just, it justice. Just, 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 yeah, yeah so remove our child from the dominion of Satan.
0: The dominion of Satan, like kind of a big deal. Yes. So um, really thinking about how, how do we love our children well and how that is really the foundation of of the whole spiritual life, um, especially within the domestic church. But in this conversation, we really want to talk about, okay, well, what happens when Satan does have a foothold on our children, on a loved one? What is it? What does it mean to engage in the spiritual battle in that way? So,
1: Well, let's start off by being very clear that this is a very, in some ways, complicated issue. Mm-hmm. It, it, the principles are actually very simple. But the practice is what's complicated. So what I mean by that is, so there is an interaction of a number of factors, both natural and supernatural, and they 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 converge, right? So, uh, in other words, psych- an exorcist, for example, one of the things that they always do before they do an exorcism is. Uh, psychological evaluation Mm. right so what you're doing is you're you're trying to you know eliminate the variables and make sure is this actually an an occasion of of satanic uh influence of, of possession and i think that that same principle applies to many other things um you know the whole idea well the devil made me do it no you're just a sinner and you're not trying hard enough in some cases right it's not the devil doesn't actually have to be behind every sin Mm -hmm. because in many cases, he's conditioned us already. He's done his job, then he can shake his hands and go on work on someone else because Mm -hmm. we have have fallen into habits, addictions or whatever, and we have then become a slave to sin, as Jesus says that whoever commits sin is a slave to sin, and therefore the devil does not actually have to be behind that. Sometimes we sin because we like sin, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, most people, I know who have difficulties are not experiencing, um, you know, their bed being caught on fire by the devil, or you know, objects flying around the room, right. and things exploding. Right. So most people now, there's probably an. In, I, I'm pretty sure I've heard that there's an increase of those kinds of activities. The more people let the devil in, but right. for most people, we're not dealing with demonic influence. So that's the first thing we have to understand. But the discernment of that can be very difficult, mm-hmm. especially for people who don't know. Right. And then once you get into that, then you once you accept that there's probably some demonic influence, because, again, we don't want to poo-poo that either because that would be absurd. Right. It's like walking through a war zone and saying, oh, I'll be fine. There's nothing going on. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But then we have to say, okay, so what degree is it? You know, how much of this is simply a matter of sprinkling some holy water and how much of this is I need a priest to pray some prayers of major minor exorcism over me or do I need an actual full exorcism?
0: Yeah. I have so many questions because even when I hear things like that, um, cause my, like my mom is really big on, you know, making sure every time we move, she's like, I need, you need to get the house blessed or so mm-hmm. she'll have my dad bless the house. And then she'll have things like bless salt. Mm-hmm. And I think they sprinkled that all around our property. Yep. And I think sometimes for me, I wonder, okay, like what's the difference between like Catholic superstition mm-hmm. and actually having like, spiritual battle, mm-hmm. uh, weapons, like right. just finding the balance with that. Cause sometimes I feel like it can go to two extremes. You have like everything, everything is Satan, right. everything is a battle. And then the other extreme of, well, Satan isn't real. And it's just, mm-hmm. I'm wrestling with my own brokenness. right?
1: And I, I think the biggest thing, um, we need to recognize is the fact that, um, let's do, let's do the the conclusion up front. There is nothing that Satan can do to us in this life, even possession, Mm. which will make us go to hell. So we cannot approach this subject with fear, right? So in other words, even if the reason that you are um, failing uh, to uh, live as comfortably as you'd like because there's something that keeps going wrong, yeah, you may have a difficult life, but you're not going to hell because of that. Yeah. Now, it's easy to say here in a studio, right? Obviously, when you're in the moment, when it's right. financial trouble supporting <laughs> yeah. your family or whatever, that that's a different story. And, yeah. But there's just so many different degrees of this. And again, it requires discernment. And a lot of times, and again, it depends on what it is. You can, there are certain prayers you can say. I think I've heard at least, you know, one exorcist or, or spiritual speaker say is like, well... If you try the spiritual solution and the problem doesn't go away then the problem wasn't spiritual Mm. so in some ways you know it doesn't hurt to try things um i'll give you a very good example i don't have a lot of examples in my life of dramatic evidence of things i think god is keeping me humble and making me work harder instead of just giving it to me easy right I remember one time though, uh, because I recommend holy water, you know, traditionally blessed holy water, yeah, uh, as as a sacramental, as the church does, you know. Mm-hmm. Saint Teresa of Avila is often quoted as as is like the most common quote on, you know, the devil hates holy water and all that. So you use it all. I use it all the time. Well, I remember when I was in in Mineola, I was having, a, I was in the rectory one night, and I was just, I, I felt a lot of temptation going on. I I was, I I felt that I was under attack. Now being the weak sinner that I am, it could have very well been that I was just, you know, wanting to sin. But something said, you know what? I don't think this is just me. So mm-hmm. I took the holy water to the house. Right. Mm. And like, cause I was ticked off and like, I didn't want to be dealing with this this evening. Right. <laughs> so I take the holy water to the house and then almost instantly the dogs across the street start barking up a storm. Now you're like, okay, father, what's that? You know, that's coincidence, right? Well, first of all, you have to understand how much I hate hearing dogs bark because I don't listen to music in the house. I don't usually watch TV. I, I generally keep it quiet. Not that I'm that holy and contemplative, but I just, you know, I don't. So the noise really bothers me and mm-hmm. I have very sensitive ears. So I, can, so I can hear that and it's really, really, really gets to me, right? Now, the, the my personal issues aside, the point is, is that what... I interpreted from that situation was is that it really was a demonic attack Mm. and that I had actually expelled them from the house with the holy water and in revenge they're like okay well we're going to go into these dogs here or prompt these dogs to Mm -hmm. irritate the hell out of you right right uh and so you know it's it sounds like a silly example but I think that's the kind of thing so so yes there's 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 the low level just general temptation or whatever Mm -hmm. and again i don't think most people deal with um the more dramatic things and the people who do deal with them who do they come to they come to the catholic priests you know Right, exactly and it's very interesting i think that brings me to a a good point that we can go on from there tying back to something that you were talking about earlier in the in the previous episode Mm -hmm. but what's interesting is is that you you have these people come to you and you ask them you know you, you basically do an examination of conscience with them in general, right? And you find that their lives are not ordered to God.
0: Mm.
1: And you say, okay, I can do this. I can I can go in and bless the house, sprinkle mm-hmm. with holy water, even pray a minor exorcism or whatever.
0: But <laughs> but
1: if you are not willingly living in the grace of God, the door's just still open. Yeah. You know, the house is swept clean, but because you haven't filled it Properly with God, mm-hmm. the devil comes back with seven more powerful than himself. Yeah, right. And yeah. so it goes back to that that thing I said early on in the fir- in the first half of the episode was, you are either following Christ or the devil. There is no third option. And so that really is the the foundation I think of spiritual combat, either on the the, the prevention side of love because mm-hmm. it's the love of of God that ultimately is the love that we're talking about, right? Or on the the cure you cannot have a cure of the spiritual combat without Christ because there is no conquering the devil without Christ.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. So what does the role of things like, I mean, like the sacramentals, like the blessed salts, the mm. holy water, all of that, because that does seem to be right. like something that we should all just have mm-hmm. in our homes. Yes. We have St. Benedict medals over right. all of our doors and mm-hmm. windows. Um, but yeah, just... Kind of going back to that question of you know how do we balance that between like oh well i have these things in my home therefore everything is fine and you know what active role do do we need to be playing right. as family it's not enough to just have it there it seems well, like we need to be doing right something.
1: well so again so the superstition would be all i have to do is this and everything will be therefore, fine right yeah the sacramentals uh first of all sacramentals are very beautiful um because uh, of their simplicity mm-hmm. and that's why they're powerful is because they're not dramatic we always go back to the story of Naaman the Syrian who came looking for healing from his leprosy and the prophet tells him go wash in the Jordan seven times and when he gets you know all ticked off and it gets gets uh, in high dungeon because of it he uh, his servants are like, well, if he had told you to do something difficult, you would have done it, right? So why don't you do this simple do thing, simple right? Just thing. go wash in the Jordan. That's so such it's, a good point.
0: <laughs> so yeah. it's the same
1: thing with holy water and these yeah. things. Like, they're simple and simplicity and humility, right? These are things which uh, fight the devil, contradict mm-hmm. the devil. And so when we use them in humility, instead of saying, I'm gonna stand here and bar the door of, against Satan, no. God has given the church the, the this ministry, which they bless this medal in Christ's name, and of course the prayers on the Saint Benedict medal are beautiful exactly. and very powerful. You know, right. very uh, uh, deep. You know, um, heavy. I think is the word you were using, mm-hmm. right? They're very, you know, but ultimately you can, you can't say, you can't put the medal up and then open the door to Satan right. and expect right. him to not walk in, right. because our free wills, and this is a huge factor, is free will in all of this. Until the will is actually toward towards God, is mm-hmm. directed to God, and renounces Satan. That's why the the, reno- the 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 renewal of the baptismal promises. It's not just some memory thing. That and, and a lot of people talk about the renewal of baptismal promises like some sappy commemoration. Right. Like, no, this is not just a, a sappy commemoration. You are you are literally realigning your will. You are rejecting Satan. Do you reject Satan? Right. Yes. You know. Uh, until you reject Satan, and notice how that comes first, you cannot truly believe yeah. and live God, in God if you have not rejected Satan. Is that you the first question those.
0: that we're asked? The
1: first question is, do you reject Satan?
0: Man, yeah.
1: Right, and that then all of his works and as the empty promises, and then do you believe in God? Then? Yes. You know, and that's why going back to the whole exorcism in baptism, like in the traditional rite, you have all these exorcisms, but you also give the baby exercise salt
0: interesting right
1: which just for the record is easier when they're much younger like and you put it, it in their mouth yeah what there's an extra oh, what i did a baptism gosh. a couple of a months ago of a, a three-year-old who just absolutely threw a fit and i don't think it was a demonic fit i think it was just she was but being a three-year-old uh, yeah yeah exactly just salt. absolutely yeah <laughs> Uh, so baptize your children earlier. This is easier. But, um, but yeah, you put and it's the same thing you do with blessing of holy water traditionally, uh-huh. right? You exercise the holy water right. first, right. and then you bless it. And in, in all saying. traditional baptisms, not all, uh, sorry, all tra- uh, a lot of traditional blessings start with an exorcism, mm-hmm. and then you bless. So it's the same thing with the babies. Like Again, dominion of Satan. You're getting, you, you're getting rid of Satan before you invite Christ in
0: interesting it's it is it's that's v- very interesting that that could be like part three exactly yeah gonna... so <laughs> it'll go there but yeah.
1: so but so yeah that's the dynamic there the sacramentals are effective uh, because the church says they're effective because mm-hmm. god has given the church this ministry this grace this power this authority to do that mm-hmm. um, but you can't they're not doing you any good They're only superstition if you then are not trying to live your life in conformity with your baptism. Right.
0: Exactly. And you said something about, you know, we have free will. And Mm -hmm. as parents, you know, we're doing the best that we can to raise our children in the faith. And we can do all the right things. We can love them well. We can give them, um, you know, a firm foundation. And, you know, what is prayer? And basically, helping them to have a relationship with christ but at the end of the day our children have free will and i have talked to so many parents in our diocese um, who have older children um, teens young adults who um, those children have exercised their free will Mm -hmm. and have chosen to leave the faith or have started to Get involved in things like the occult, and we're seeing that more. Mm -hmm. Um, And Satan isn't stupid; (laughs) like he he knows how to how to access our children, and like the things that are coming up on TikTok, all this stuff. Uh So. What, if we're in a situation, and I think this would speak to a, a lot of parents um, that are that are struggling with this, you have an adult child or a teen who has left the faith or is involved in things that you know are spiritually dangerous for them. At that point, you know what are what do we do with that?
1: Well, the first thing is not a do. The first thing is is an attitude. And that is, there's two things really, um, if I don't remember, if I don't forget the second one by the time I get to it. Um, the first is, is the humility. Mm. Um, none of us are the savior. There is yeah. only one savior. Yeah. Um, and we have to accept the fact that we are not able to control. Yeah. Right? We cannot control other people, which brings me to the point number two. Hoping that was the original point number two I had. And that is the only person whose decisions you are going to answer to God for are your own. Yeah. Now, because of our emotional connection with our family members, um, that's very difficult. But you know what? If you don't accept that, you will go insane. Yeah. Or you will lose your faith because you will either then uh, despair of God. Mm -hmm or try and control it all yourself. And very many people like when they turn to the occult, many people turn to the occult because they don't trust God. They don't have confidence in God. They have to control the situation. So I'm going to I'm going to go to a curandero, someone a psychic to to try and get a spell or something, to control a situation. And that's not trust, that's not love, that's not confidence, and it's not respecting free will. God will respect our free will to hell. And therefore, we have to do the same thing because we are not better than God. Right. You know, our children belong to—our our spouses and our children belong to God. Our parents belong to God more, more than they belong to us. But the third thing I would say—or maybe tie in with number one, whatever. We're not doing bullets. One A. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> is also the patience, which is a daughter of humility. Mm. There are—so— just as a human being, there's so many people in my life, and I've, due to my own wounds or whatever, but also my, my good intentions, I have tried to help so many people in my life, you know, and I said, well, you're a priest father, of course, yeah, yeah no, but I, I really I really do, and again, a lot of it is out of my own woundedness, so I'm not, I'm not bragging about it, it's also partially a problem, but I have done so, and I, I've given my heart to many people that I try to help, especially young people, because mm-hmm. I realize how much they need. And I am left and right disappointed, mm. you know? So many of my of my godchildren are not practicing the faith. I mm. mean, it's just, there's left and right, my heart gets broken this way. Mm-hmm. So if parents are like, well, you're a priest, you don't understand, oh, the hell I don't. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I really, I, yeah. you know, my own my own loved ones as a person, but then as a priest. So you have all of this, you know, there's a, there's a young man, and uh, I mean, if someone wanted to do the research, they could figure out who this is. But the point is, there was a young man, for example, in my last assignment, who uh, I believe his family moved to my parish in Prov- out of Providence because of various circumstances we won't waste time on here. So the family ended up there, and I ended up doing some good for the family in general. Um, um, but one of the young men in particular, he had never prayed the rosary before. this was mm. like a senior in high school. Mm. So you know he was coming to this to the youth group, uh, he learned to pray the rosary for me, and I would catch him. Making a visit to the Blessed Sacrament mm-hmm. and praying the Rosary after work or after high after school before he went to work, very moving and all that. Well, you know, he has gotten not into the occult or anything, but he's he's done some really dumb things and fallen into sin, etc., etc., etc. You know, and this is several years now, right? We're talking at least five years, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I, of course, I stayed in touch, and and there was no belligerence or anything. It's like I mean, I was I was always dear to him, but. Not enough to, to, you know, get his act together. Uh, But recently things have fallen apart enough for him, actually just in the last couple of days, to where, you know, he's back in touch now. Mm. And I've been able to offer him some suggestions and point him to a podcast and, and you know, and he's praying his rosary again. And I was like, you know what? So, yeah.
0: I, I think that's one thing I feel like I tell parents a lot is their story isn't over yet and they may go through intense suffering or an illusion of happiness mm-hmm. on this other side or you know, crystals are a big thing. I, I think I don't even understand. Um, and th- I mean even my own family members um, have have experienced some of this. but like just to have that reassurance that the story isn't over, there and God's mercy is always there and God's always waiting. And I also, and I don't know if there's like a theology behind this, but I really do believe that a mother's prayers are so powerful. It's called Mary. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly. Yeah and that we can't take that for granted and the and that God sees the brokenness mm-hmm. or the, the pain. And my children are still very young and I am praying <laughs> that they always stay close to our Lord and to our blessed mother and to the sacraments. But just in seeing what other mothers have experienced and knowing that it is a possibility that our children will break our hearts mm-hmm at some point and you know i can't even imagine but god sees that mm. and being able to to unite that to the cross like those prayers are effective
1: well and i think that's the phrase right there especially and it's and by the way it's not just mothers let's be, let's I be know, real here but yeah not all <laughs> men you know are, right are, yeah so uh but the uh they they are and and this is where um again faith trust confidence you know i i i really recommend the surrender novena but even if you oh, don't pray the whole novena one. just oh jesus i surrender myself to you completely mm-hmm. take care of everything yeah. but i always substitute or i often substitute for the word myself a person's name or mm-hmm. a situation you know oh jesus i surrender you know Fred to you completely. Take care of everything. I I I I, 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 I oh Jesus! I surrender uh, Maria to you completely. Take care of it, cetera. Just those names, yeah. in there. You know, um, and that really is is very effective. And it goes again the story of Monica, like the mm. the years it took. Um, but I think really what we want to be addressing. So we w- we obviously believe in the in the power of prayer, although we can despair because of our impatience, right? So I think really, we, before we wrap up, we probably want to spend at least a minute talking about some of the more concrete things we can do. Yeah. You, right? Okay. Yeah. So um, I don't. I want to start though with where you where you said the, the 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 prayer of a parent. Like parents have spiritual authority. Now it's very interesting, uh, especially if you have teenagers. This is a little bit different. So uh, Father Ripperger talks about, and this is, of course, uh, all the feminine, the modern feminists are going to be up in arms and and cancel you because of this, but. For me, having said this on here, but it's very interesting. One of the things he talks about is he's so the difference in in, in the spiritual combat prayers, mm-hmm. um, which I know anyone who's heard the topic has probably heard this. There's the imprecatory and deprecatory, right? So there's the the prayers that command and the prayers that ask, mm-hmm. right? And that's an important distinction. You cannot command if you do not have authority, mm-hmm. right? And you can only ask then, right? Um, and so that's the, uh, and you can actually hear you can hear the difference in the in the in the in the ritual that we prayed, right? Or mm-hmm. we talked about. That there's actually much, it's much more commanding in the traditional, right? Yeah. So the issue is, is that parents, so the father has spiritual authority over everyone in the family, mm-hmm. whether he lives it or not. That's a whole other story, right? Mm-hmm. He's got the authority, and that's why when he goes bad, things don't go well, right. even if the mother is a saint, right? Right. Right. Um, for children, you have authority over them until they're 18 except for the females apparently parents still have that authority until they get married or what join exactly <laughs> it's exactly what? what i said now you can go look it up if you'd like because again i don't just who says things. This? this is in father ripperger's book on spiritual combat because he's saying who you can pray over okay so a parent can pray commanding prayers over their children Interesting, but not once the son is eighteen, he's no longer under that authority. He also says, based off of Saint Thomas Aquinas, and I think this is this is more opinion. I don't know, so I'm. Gonna, mm-hmm. He says that even godparents, and I bring that up, of course, of our relationship, right. right? That godparents have a primarily teaching authority; that they don't have the authority mm-hmm. to command. Now, I don't know if it's different because I'm a priest with your children, right? Right. But that's not not for the average Another audience episode. member. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> not for the average audience <laughs> member. So. Um, and there's a couple of other like he says grandparents don't have that authority over the children, mm. so it's it's very it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, so, but we want to be very clear that parents have authority. So if you're mm-hmm. having trouble with your teenagers, then you can be praying those. Pra- you can actually you have authority to actually command.
0: Can you give a practical example of like no. what that would look like? Fantastic. Okay. <laughs>
1: because I don't I don't want to I don't want to try and say something from memory because I don't have that. But you, but like when you say spiritual
0: authority, so you can, like, like, like well, well you can it's like you like? can
1: bind bind spirits within your own family Mm -hmm. in the house and over your like you know Mm -hmm. the spirit of rebellion the spirit of pornography or whatever like you can bind those spirits over the people that you have Mm. and that's why you can do those prayers over yourself you can do binding prayers over yourself because you have authority over yourself okay but you can't do them over other people unless you have that authority over them that, okay. that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes so,
0: sense. So when we talk about, like, before we started mm-hmm. recording, we were talking about there's that deliverance prayers book by right. Father Ripper, yeah. and I had, was just expressing, like, I never know like what the boundaries are. So it, it does sound like there's authority. And then what was the other type of prayer? Well, no,
1: no. The, the the authority is whether you is the deciding factor as to whether, which one you pray. Yeah. So there's a commanding and asking. Yeah. Right and you can only command if you have authority. Right.
0: Right. So with those types of prayer like the deliverance prayers for the laity, yes. we have permission to pray those things yes. because
1: you're not commanding. Okay. It's and, nasty. And, and and I'm not familiar with the book super well. And by that I mean I don't really know it very well at all. I have a copy and i to get around to looking at yeah. it. But I, I'm also pretty sure from what I do know of the the books, he has one for for priests and one for lady. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's pretty clear in there about who can use them and when. Yeah. Right. But the general principle is you just you know there's there's a lot of people who recognize the power of the name of Jesus and all that and 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 God protects people who don't know better. Yeah. But when you step outside of your authority, you are opening yourself up to the de- retaliation by the devil because mm-hmm. it's the authority that protects you.
0: Right. So like as a lay person, you know, using m- my husband Michael has has used this example before of like if it would not make sense for a lay person to try to perform an exorcism like I command you to Right. You don't leave, go up to people who are who that. are
1: suffering for something like I command in the name of Jesus that right. demons leave you right and we see Protestants do that. Well, and, and, and it's and their ignorance that, I mean, because God protects them yeah. because of their goodwill, yeah. right? You yeah. know? But, you know, they'll, they'll hit a sticking point, and who do they call? Catholic priest? Yep. So.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. So, that, so there so are boundaries. There, there are
1: boundaries is a very important distinction, mm-hmm. right? And so you want to be very careful with that. But that's really the basic boundary. Okay. If you have authority or you don't.
0: Okay. So we do a lot of asking. As, Do a lot of asking, but within our own family, but within your own
1: family, with your children authority. who are at home, you have that authority, right? Okay, now there are so let's let's talk about because I'm sure a lot of people have adult children, right? Mm-hmm. That are so obviously you have masses said, you pray your rosary, always mm-hmm. go back to the rosary, right? Yes. From as a personal prayer, of course, yeah. you know, the mass is always more powerful, but you can only have so many masses said, and the priest can only say so many masses, but you can right. pray a lot of rosaries, yes, so you can. pray those rosaries yes, um, and ask Our Lady, um, prayers. Uh, and and you know you think well isn't any prayer effective? Kind of, but and this is this goes back to the difference in the right of of the the exorcist, the wording of the right mm-hmm. uh, of uh, of the exorcism and the right of baptism. Words have power, and prayers need to be specific because prayers affect. Or God grants the prayer according to the request,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Not just our disposition, but what we're actually asking for. That doesn't mean he's going to give you the new car, but right. what it means is is that if you are asking for healing in a certain area, that's where he's going to pour that grace because that's what you've asked for, mm-hmm. right? But then also in what you are asking, right? If you're just asking to ask, that's one thing because he you're his child and he's going to listen to you. But when you ask in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. when you call down the precious blood down on a situation and a mm-hmm. person you are invoking the entire passion of Christ there. And it's, it's yes, it's a filial prayer no matter what, but again, it's according to what is asked. Yes. It's one thing to simply say, God help me. It's another thing to say, I want your blood. I am asking for the precious yes. blood of your son yes. to seal and protect. And this comes yes. just from the experience of, of the exorcist. Mm-hmm. The reason that these prayers are what they are is because for 2000 years we've been doing this and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, when I pray in the name of Jesus, which is the more obvious example, mm-hmm. I get heard more often. So mm-hmm. obviously there's something about the name of Jesus. Yeah. Again, I'm using an ob- the yeah. most obvious example. Yeah. So when we pray the spiritual combat, so there's the question of authority or uh, where we ask or we command. Mm-hmm. But when even when we're asking, we wanna keep in mind that we want to be specific and we want to be as in tune with God's will as possible in what we're asking for and then asking in the name of Jesus. Invoking the precious blood. Yes, all the angels are powerful, but there's a reason why we ask Saint Michael.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because God has granted that he be the the prince of the heavenly host, the mm-hmm. army. Right. So, mm-hmm. so again, in, in in when we're praying, there's a reason why these particular types of prayers and. Topics and invocations are more powerful,
0: right? So, for a family who you know they're hearing this for the first time, or you know this whole concept of spiritual authority, because mm-hmm. I think you you know, and I, I think you do a really good job in your parishes of really empowering fathers to be fathers and to to be the spiritual head of their families. But just like as a parent, and hearing you know, I have spiritual authority over my children, um, you know. Are there very practical, I think what you said, like with, um, you know, praying in the name of Jesus, praying the St. Michael prayer, but you I think it can kind of feel like an overwhelming thing if you're mm-hmm. just like stepping into this or like, okay, I want to take this seriously what am i supposed to pray over my children or what does that look like do i need to be blessing them with holy water every night what what does it look like to have spiritual authority over your children and to actually pray over them like a a practical example or a prayer Well, that's a
1: really good question because i haven't actually gotten into this practical very much (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yes you can bless them Mm -hmm. um you can bless them with holy water or just you know sign of the cross on their forehead because and it it feels weird because i'm definitely one that is completely against in our modern age the um this uh uh conflation of the ministerial priest yeah it's 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 wrong and it's not you mean like people
0: blessing our kids in the communion line yeah yeah exactly
1: yeah it's all that conflation is just it's just it's not true therefore it's bad yeah but with that aside we want to recognize the real authority. So yeah, make the sign of the cross on their forehead, mm-hmm. you know, and actually say, "May God bless you" in the name mm-hmm. of, you know, but you know, and blessings, just like all prayers, need to be specific. So when you're saying those things that you want for your child, don't just be generic all the time, you know. May God protect you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right? right?
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, be specific in what you're asking for. Nice. You know, use holy water in the home, but again, prevention is better than cure. And that's really the issue is because um, if we go if we go any further into this, we're going to be getting into more technical things, which, first of all, I'm not prepared to talk about today. And second of all, uh, th- there's a lot of case by case basis. Yeah, but I would yeah. definitely say go back to the fact that if your child remains in a state of grace mm-hmm. uh, and you're talking about. So you're, you're asking me just about children at home. So that's yeah, the thing yeah. is raise them up weekly confession even even if not you know if not monthly confession if not weekly confession monthly confession mm-hmm. right to 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 live to to recognize their sin to avoid satan like the plague you know and to avoid evil to to pray and to fill their life with good things the love of the parents the love of good friends and peers you know and to be very careful about all of that to give them what they need and to avoid allowing satan that foothold and then um, Maybe some other time we can go into more detail. Again, we've talked about it, I think, quite a bit about what to do with, mm. with a dog. But let's let's wrap up then with the to reinforce the point. That since you do not have control, that you have to humbly accept the fact that you do not have control, but trust that God is in charge and surrender your children to him and our lady.
0: Amen. Amen. I hope that this conversation just gives, it gives hope because like we said in the first part of the, the, um, the conversation, it can feel heavy, like terms like spiritual warfare, spiritual battle. It's like, I have so much on my mind already. Like this is another thing, but it is the most important thing, getting our children to heaven. It's the most important thing, getting my spouse to heaven. Most important thing that I will do in this entire in my entire life, um, so but to just know like there is hope, and the church is so wise, and she gives us so many weapons and tools mm-hmm. to be able to do this. So I my prayer is that as, as people listen to this, that they're not left feeling overwhelmed um, or anxious. But Father, I think you have done such a great job of um, just pointing us back to the power of our Lord, the power of the name of Jesus, and uh, just the beauty of our faith. Mm-hmm. So will you give us um, a blessing, close us with prayer?
1: We'll do that. And we'll specifically, even though we'll we'll close with the Hail Mary, which is a good general prayer for all intentions let's ask particularly Our Lady in this prayer um, to uh, crush the head of Satan Mm. and particularly in light of of what Saint John teaches uh, Saint John the Beloved teaches that perfect love casts out all fear Mm. that we that we trust uh in God's grace uh, trust in her as the mediatrix of grace her motherly care um and to trust that uh in the end God will work things out if we are faithful and so we'll turn to her in that trust and especially uh, to conquer our fears in this area mm. as we pray Hail Mary full of grace the Lord is with thee blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb Jesus
0: Holy Mary mother of God pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death amen
1: St. Joseph pray for us St. Michael pray for us in the name of the Father the Son of the Holy Spirit Amen. amen.